Blog Talk Radio. Good. 
that's creating different experiences for people, like in different parts of the world, places that exist, places that don't exist. Like, what would you do if if your artist wasn't on a safari but she was in space? Well, then I have I have all these space sounds, simulations of space. I have a library that uh, had sounds from Apollo 13, and I have wow. some of the space sounds. I have some of the space sounds on the CD that they actually recorded space sounds. It sounds like nothing, but you kind of hear this kind of joy type of sound. Um, actually, um, Ian, when we had our show uh, over in London, uh, I actually had a recorder and I I took sound sampling from London when we were walking around. So I have sounds from uh, different countries also. Uh, when we were over in London, I took some uh, samples over there also. So I have sounds from all over the world and also sounds that I've done myself. So I don't know if you remember when we were over there. <laughs> so I kept that's some, amazing because there are sounds everywhere. And, yeah. and, and the fact is, like, I think some people, myself included, would never think about taking what's just around you, like your ambient noise just in everyday life and so many different places and finding new uses for them. Exactly, exactly. I mean, when, when we were in New York, uh, the New York City Lights, the sound, uh, we were we were on some building. I remember me and you and... We oh, yeah. <laughs> I took sounds. I took sound, sound drops of the, the party going on top of the building there, so... Yes, it's important to make these environments. You can use these environments for uh, movies and uh, other sound effects for for songs and DVDs. So it's important that, you know, you get a lot of these sound samples. And that's basically what I do. That's that's what I've been doing. Wow. I'm considering (laughs) I've worked in video licensing in the past. Like, I certainly see those, those areas and the fact that things can be dissected into many new things just because you have a, just because there's a news report, just because someone has footage of this royal wedding that's taking place this weekend, it can be used as something completely different. Of course you could. You can use it as a, a, a you can use, even if you can put it in another place in time. And, I mean, that's, that'd, I wish I could go do that. That would be wonderful to get those uh that sound, those sound effects from over there, that'd be great. I mean, even the actual British soldiers marching and the Royal Parade and uh, that, you know, that's a good idea. Just, just make- even like a transit police telling somebody that they that the train is being delayed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so all those things can be used in a different part of time and in movies. Uh, you, you'll never know where the sound is from, so people will never be able to guess. You can use that background noises for, you know, simulation uh, uh, videos or other movies. So that's uh, that's great, great idea. There. Yeah, that is quite impressive, Jay. Okay, so Jay, <laughs> let me tell you about my musical experience over the last week, or actually the last day. Like yesterday, I went to a taping of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon at NBC in New York. Whoa. Wow. And, and that was fun. This is actually the second time I've been there before. And what I always liked about Jimmy Fallon, like from his early days on Saturday Night Live, was he knows his music. He loves his – it's like the way he just performs is – I mean, he, he can just like – he 
used to always make fun of different artists. Something one of the features he does on his show at times, where he'll perform as uh, as like another person, like he's done parody songs, like as like 1970s Neil Young, for example. But it was great just seeing him and seeing the Roots, who are the house band who we've talked about on the show before, and just and the fact that he had a segment yesterday where. Like, during the commercial, like, they brought up this, this grand piano, and they had all these candles, and they had all this smoke, like, a smoke machine and stuff, and we, no one in the audience knew what was happening and what this was. But then the commercial comes on, and they go to Jimmy Fallon, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, meatloaf. And then meatloaf comes out. By completely, wow. With completely unexpected. Then he and Jimmy Fallon go on to sing a song about pizza bagels. <laughs> being being a like comedy, <laughs> but it's just it's just fun, just just like how it embraces music of all ages. As you have the Roots, who are who have been around for quite a while now, and they're definitely a fun group. You had Meatloaf, who's currently on The Celebrity Apprentice, who mm-hmm. connects with fun group. Like the musical guest at the end of the show was Twisted Sister. Which was fun. Wow, that's fun. And, mm-hmm. and and then one of his guests was one of our kids of the week from a few months ago, Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly. Whereas some of some people like myself who don't watch Nickelodeon anymore since we've become adults or something like that might remember her from School of Rock. So uh-huh. it was just a great it was a great show altogether, just connecting all this different genres of music and comedy and fun for this twelve thirty late night show. Wow. So when did they, when did they, I always wonder what did they what did what did, they, did they do during the commercials, man? Were uh, how did that work? They did they tell they, the audience they, actually it's not much like the roots are playing their songs, they go into commercial, but then they stop. Then this then music starts playing in the background as the there's like so many people on the floor on the crew working for that show that are like moving things around and doing Jimmy Fallon's makeup and stuff to the point where then once the show then the roots start playing again and then they're back onto the show. It isn't so much compared to like when I used to go I've seen David Letterman a few times where the band plays throughout the entire commercial break. I was a little surprised realizing that the roots don't do that. Wow. You don't, you don't yep. get to hear them that much. <laughs> wow. Well, well, no, so <clears throat> All right. One more question before our guest. Oh, yeah. My other question was uh, Did you get to see yourself on TV on the rerun? I mean, did you get to look? Hey, there no, I'm you, you right know there. what? I, I, I didn't see it. It was just, we were just pretty much high up. I've been on TV before. On late night shows, like I know I've been, like I I've seen myself on Letterman at least twice, and clearly seen myself to the point where it's like I'm. It's one of that's one of the things I'm being spoiled about living in New York is that I mean the, that all these talk shows and TV shows you can get free tickets to. So when I was younger, I. I went to a lot more shows than I do now, and I used to always tape the shows and make an effort of to see myself on there. 
I don't do that much anymore. Like a few months ago, like I went to a show taping of the Daily Show. I didn't even watch the episode once it was on TV. Oh, okay. But it's something. Okay. But I can definitely say it's an experience. Like if you're only going to do it once, if you don't live in New York or LA, and you and you and you get to be go to a show taping, do it. It's fun, and I've, I definitely this is definitely not my last taping. I definitely won't be at more. Maybe I'll see. Oh, maybe I'll be on TV again. Right. <laughs> All right, Jay. We got our first guest. Let's bring him on. Hi, oh, you're great. on the air with um, with Blog Talk Radio here, Parents Kids Music with Jay and Ian. Hi, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Excellent. And Hi, how you doing? Who are we speaking with? Uh, this is uh, Donna V. Chappelle from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow, Minnesota, coming from. <laughs> There we go. We're now crossing the entire country as I'm on one yeah, coast. All the way across the world. Today. Today. Right <laughs> that's, that's the plan, and thanks thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell so tell us about like the, how music has played a role in your life, from from a child okay. as an adult, like wherever you'd like to choose from. Okay, I um was uh, born and raised in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota and um you know was involved in you know the, the you know the early 80s and the rise of you know um world known you know Prince and the time and a number of those artists and um you know music played an important role because a lot of times uh, you know when you didn't have anything to do the only thing you had was is your your keyboard or your axe and you know our family used to get together and we used to play in the basement until until it was dark, you know, and we used to, was required to stay there every day, and music played an important role in us having positive things to do as a family, especially when we were really young, you know, before 15 or so. It was a really big deal back then. Wow, so, did you guys, so almost everyone in your family is a musician? Or at least found um, not everyone, but pretty much, um, you know, all of the ones in my generation, I'm, I'm in my 40s, and so... My brother, my sister, and all my uncles are all musicians of some sort or another. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Wow. So are you are you the youngest of the bunch, or are you the um, of the musician bunch, Donovan, or are you the the head head musician? Well, I'm I'm the ball headed one, but I'm the, <laughs> I um. <laughs> You know, they've seen the hairline comes in real early, you know. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm closest to the um, I'm next to the youngest, and um, I've been influenced by um, jazz, and and I don't necessarily play jazz, but I have musicians around me that play jazz, so I kind of have a real rhythmic thing about me, you know. And I originally started playing uh, the kungas and percussion stuff, and was primarily a dancer. And then it kind of ballooned out into me being the front man for the family band and then moving on into, you know, um, leaving the stage at one point in the early 80s and then moving on to desiring to be more of a recording artist and um, and going into that field was, was more my focus. But yeah, for the most part, most of my family is involved in music in some way or another. Even my grandmother played the piano until she passed away in 96. Oh. So did your did your father play also? Did your did your father play also? Did he like make you guys practice down there, and you just couldn't get out? It was like a prison, or how does that work? <laughs> That's a good question. 
uh, no, I was, you know, um, I'm a, a, a 60s guy, 60s child, a baby boomer, I think is what they call me. And um, so I was raised by my great-great-grandmother. And so um, I, oh. I know my mother and I know my father and had seen them when I was young and they were around in my life, but I was raised by my great-great-grandmother, Annie Farmer. And so my grandmother, as part of our discipline, you know, like staying in line and staying in order, she would make sure that, hey, what are you on your way to do? Well, why don't you go on upstairs and sing or write a song or something, but get out of the streets. And um, I think that's really important because uh, there's a message in that, too, because a lot of our kids young, and, you know, a kid is can be 22 nowadays, <laughs> but um, a lot of our kids now, they don't really know how to um, use their free time constructively outside of, you know, going to um, the park or going roller skating or something like that. They don't really have what I was exposed to in my generation about, you know, your function in the home and in community. And um, I think a lot of this um, this resurgence of issues related to our community and our youth and this education and music, um, you know, like taking music out of the schools is a, was a major mistake, you know. And um, I think that the sooner we realize that these things, you know, like they used to say, um, you know, the idle mind is the devil's workplace, as to say, you know, um, when when you have those things in your home and you're in your family and in school and stuff, it gives you something constructive to do um, so that you are not destructive, you know what I mean? And I think that's really important issue in this all, too. So, so um, what, okay, so are you now still doing music now, or are you still uh, out there, um, an advocate of, of music with the kids now that, uh, now that you're an adult? Absolutely. I am. Um, my my focus for the last couple of years is on my right for the uh, um, Minnesota Spokesman Recorder, which is a, a black newspaper um, here in Minnesota, and it's the oldest minority business. And so I've been contributing to the entertainment section of that newspaper for this almost two years now. And um, I've done interviews with, you know, Chris Rock and Tracy Morgan and a bunch of producers and publishers and what have you, and um not necessarily doing reviews of music, but getting more into how they further um, music and entertainment for the state of Minnesota. And uh, like Peppy runs, uh, Peppy Willie, who was instrumental in <clears throat> the development of Prince's publishing and that, he now uses music as kind of a, a guide point for mentoring and stuff like that. And I noticed that a lot of... Um, well-to-do musicians are looking into those areas. Um, Sue Ann Carwell and a number of others are really, really forging that battle. You know, and I, and I know you, Jay, too, you've done a lot of work in California, you know, with um, with this violence and youth and, you know, um, um, also my uncle working in Atlanta with the National Action Network and stopping this gangster music and um, this violent content is really a big movement right now. Um, and it's kind of tied into this anti-bullying because the, the mentality of bullying has more to It's not bullying like me and you when we grew up, you know, like, sit down, move over. That is bullying, but there's a, a, a wider variety of bullying going on, and the content is, is um, very dangerous, and so that's what's going on. But, yes, I do still record, and... I've worked with um, I've worked with UJ on a couple of projects over the years, and it's been a great experience. 
and I've tried to take that now and see how we can affect positively the lives of people that are we're involved in, just like what you all are doing here on the radio today, you know. Excellent. And, and what do you see really the future of music, not just as not just as a way to um, as a way to bring people together and also a way to give people direction in their life, but just music as an industry, just the music business, like the the popular music on the radio and on TV, and what do you see the future of that in guiding people to live productive lives? That, that's a great question. Um, you know, and, and I know, um, Jay, you, you've, you've worked in, in, you know, you've worked really hard, man. You put a lot of time into what's happening right now and, and how we affect this change. And where I see it going right now is, you know, I think eventually, you know, love will prevail, and that's L-O, V-E. <laughs> We've gotten into L-U-V, and that's not what we're talking about. I think that, you know, we're going to get back to love lyrics. I think, you know, the more we recognize that music is a vibration, you know, and that God is love and God is a vibration, I think we'll end up with, we'll be required to go back to that. I don't think that if you take your hands off of it, that's going to head in that direction. But I think that, you know, um, with us mentoring and continuing to further the cause of quality music with rehearsed artists um, and actual performers, I think we'll get back to, you know, um, the better quality and content of music. And, um, you know, I think we'll get out of this whole sexual revelation, uh, revolution and this whole, you know, just freedom. You can say what you want to say now, and I think that's going to end up playing itself out just kind of like, Gangster music is big, but it's not huge. Um, the majority of the rap music and, and stuff that's really successful is really commercialized. They're still pretty aggressive and pretty much, you know, have a, a, a little bit of a dirty content, I'll say. Um, but for the most part, what you hear on the radio is, has been kind of washed out a little bit. And I think that, you know, when you focus on R&B, I think we'll be headed towards better quality music. Um, will be they're being taught now to use musicians as opposed to so much computer and this you know digitized world is really taking over and I think we'll get back to something more wholesome in the near future. Excellent. And wow. now I'm not sure. Like, do, do you have kids, and um, what do you expose them to if you have them? That's a great question, man. Because I'm a father and a grandfather, and I have three daughters and two granddaughters. So I have wow. a vested interest in what is put out. And, you know, I do not want my daughter being pre-exposed. And I know she's already exposed to, you know, this whole gamut of where entertainment is. And not all of it is entertainment, but we need to get back to edutainment, which is education and entertainment, you know. Um, but, yes, I do have daughters, and I'm really looking for them um, I'm, I'm really looking for them to get something real out of it, which is why I've gone into a little bit more journalism and writing and, and paying attention to more content than I am to just putting out music and it got a real cool beat to it. You know, um, there's a, a message that needs to be um, sent through this music, and I think it's going to be up to our generation, the baby booners, to actually do something about it together um, because united we stand. Divided we fall. We've heard that for years and years, but we really need to figure out a way.
way where we unite, where our common ground is, is, and then move forward in that common ground together collectively, you know. Excellent. All right, um, we're running out of time as we have our next guest. Um, Devaney, thank you very much for joining us today and just sharing with I, I appreciate you guys. And, your uh, vision. I'm sorry, go ahead. And just sharing just your vision um, just on music and just community and just the, the the fact about people finding ways to spend their free time productively that's something that definitely yeah. was and you know a lot of a lot of the things that I've learned as of late you know I've known Jay since ninety five and you know um he's one powerful dude and he's really a spiritual dude, and I think that you know having him involved in what you're doing. You know, it's going to have that root to it, and we have to get back to the root, man. And so I just appreciate, you know, you guys keeping keeping the candle lit, you know, because sometimes the light go out, you know. So I just thank you guys for, you know, having this forum, and it's really a great thing. So I'll stay tuned, and, and hopefully maybe in the future I'll be able to have some input with you guys. Excellent. Thank you so much, and have an excellent day. Okay, you guys the same. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Have a good one. Thank you very much. And just like that, we have our next guest. Hello, is this Dwayne? Yes, Dwayne Patton. Dwayne Patton, welcome. This is Ian Eisenberg here in New York. We've got Jay in the 510 area code. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. And, yeah, like, if you could just share with us a little bit about just like what, like your background on music and what's made you, and how music played a role in your life as a child and now as an adult. Um, music played a big role in my life as a child. I grew up just surrounded by music. My family was very musical, and um, I had my first recording contract with CBS Records when I was 13 years old. I grew up listening to the, wow. Uh, uh, Jackson 5, The Temptations, all the Motown acts, and uh, began writing at a very young age, and it just influenced me big time to be able to have a record contract at um, at, at such a young age and without really having all the education I have about music right now. So it, it's been a very exciting journey to me, and I try to extend that to my kids and they have a big impact on music because of what I did at such an early age. Wow! And and what and who are the who are the people that influenced you as a child? Like, did you get to meet your favorite artist as a child when you were a child? Um, have, being under a recording yeah, I, contract. Yeah, that's 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 a funny question because I did. I got a chance. James Brown influenced me big time. And I got a chance to open up a show for James Brown in my hometown, wow. which was like a dream come true. So um, James Brown was one of the big biggest influences on me, and Michael Jackson as well. That's yeah. that, that 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 is amazing that you've done that. And then, and then as you've grown up and stayed in the music world, um. Like, what influences did you have from your parents and from your family growing up that just still are with you today? Well, you know, my parents supported me musically 
at a very young age, like I said, I, when I signed my recording contract, I, I couldn't have done that without them. But they always supported me big time. Every, if I had a, I was in a band and we rehearsed at my house seven days a week, and my parents never blinked an eye or complained not <laughs> once or anything, and they they just anything that I needed as far as the support of music, they were there. They gave it to me, and I'm I'm just blessed to be. Um, in that, I was blessed to be in that environment growing up with my parents. Yes, that was a great thing. Excellent. Wait, do you, do you have children? Have you become a parent? But, uh, yeah, I have. I have children. I have two boys and, and a girl, and um, they um, they're in the music. My my youngest son, both of my sons, they're both like natural drummers, but my youngest son is the one that's pursuing it a little more than my oldest son. He kind of laid back on it. He's trying to get more into uh, rap or a rap type of venue. But, um, yeah, um, and my daughter, she's just she's just a music listener. She she can go either way. But um, my, both of my sons are um, musically inclined, yes. As a parent, do you, um, it's like, do have ever have you ever been guilty about forcing music upon them, or is it do you just let them naturally like listen to what they're interested in? And like, like how did you? Know, you... I, I never, I yeah. never told, I never asked them if they want to do music or try to force it on them. And say, hey, here's an instrument, learn this, play that. I never done that. I didn't. I wanted them. Education is more important to me than them being pursuing their career. I want them to have that talent, but I want. To, them to know what to do with it, with the education. So I never, I told myself I would never force force music on them, and I didn't. Everything they've done is on their own and what they wanted to do. And, and it just and it just naturally came, and that that they were allowed to make their own choices, and, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, Jay, I feel I'm, better I'm, if, it's, yeah. if it's their idea, you know. Yeah. That, I think that's a smart way to go. Hey, Jay, yeah. do you have any questions for Dwayne while we still have him? Oh, Jay, is Jay there? Is Jay there? <laughs> that's a great question. If Jay is there, <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and um, I was wanted to know, uh, Dwayne, you st- are you you still performing uh, now? Aren't aren't you? Right, you still performing out there? Yes, I'm performing with Pat and Leather. That's right. Oh, so yeah. I was wondering, like, when you do when you you do fairs and you do like outside shows and and you also do like um, stuff outside uh, August nights. Do you, are there a lot of kids in the audience? And I wanted to know if there are kids. How do they respond to you when they see you on the stage and and you're doing your show? What do you get from the children out there when 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 you perform? You know, I get a great response from the children because they, you know. Children now, generation they they're familiar with Michael Jackson and all that, and those are uh, acts parts of the show that I do. And when I make those performances, they're they're happy. They you got to see the looks on their faces, and they even ask me questions after the show, and you know how do I do this and that, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's all about you feeling and being what you want to be, and and believing in what you want to be. Yeah, I get a great response from kids all the time, especially at the fairs. Wow, and, um, and, 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 August nights when they're, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so did any of the kids come up to you and, 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 and ask you, like, uh, how do I become like you because you've been mentoring? You, you, uh, can, we, can you teach me? Or uh, can you, you know, did any of the kids come up to you and ask you, how can they be like you? How can they be like Michael Jackson or James Brown, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, some of them, in fact, some of them, they, they really do. And, um, I, and, and like I said, I just try to encourage them by letting them know that you got to believe in what you're doing and, and take school is very important off the top. And being positive, staying away from all the negative things in life. Um, not To be a leader, not a follower, you know, be the type of person to lead your own life. Um, right now I'm doing a mentoring program every Tuesday. Um, I like to catch the kids that I signed up for this program because I'm catching the kids that are 10, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. That's where I like to catch them because I've worked in a juvenile facility as well. I work with teenage kids, but I feel like after a teenage age, that's kind of a little late. So I, I think the influences set in at a younger age, and those are the kids that I'm I'm working with right now. Wow! Wow! Okay. So, what yeah. do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Um, music going in the future? Like, if after all said and done. And what do you see? What do you see the music going in the future? Do you have a? Could you, could you turn us on to what you might see where music might be headed? I, I think music is heading to a, a straight ahead, positive groove, and I, I don't okay. know how to explain that because it's a vision that that needs to be put down musically. But I I feel that it's just going straight ahead. They're trying to. I think it's going into a way like a worldwide type of thing that where as to where everybody can listen to when someone puts out music, the whole world can listen to it and not be offended by anything about it, or and just feel good like a feel good type of music thing. That's what I, I, that's what I think is heading. That that's wonderful. And are you are you currently you still you're producing and writing now as we speak, right? Right. I'm working with right, a, right, a right. great producer. I'm working with a producer. It happens to be you. <laughs> okay. Well, Wait, you two yeah. know each other? Huh? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we do. Um, um, Dwayne helped uh, and and I helped uh, do the theme song for the show, uh, Treasure. What is your treasure? And it comes on, and we'd like to tell our listening audience, uh, this guy's really talented here. Um, he's uh, He's been writing with a lot of great writers and producing all his life. So I like to take, tip my hat off to him. He's a wonderful song, theme song, Dwayne. You did a great job. And Thank um, you. I just wanted to say that. And, and so Dwayne, um, <clears throat> uh, is there any last things you'd like to say before you go to share with our audience? I would just like to say um, thank you for for the opportunity of being a part of this show. And on behalf of another and um, the treasure and the upcoming album that's coming out real soon, the Pat and Leather album, I just thank you for having this opportunity of being on the show. Thank you very much, Dwayne, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> okay. Bye. Have an excellent day. Okay, you too. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Well, that was great, Jay. What is your treasure? To some, I mean, this is a perfect segue. 
What is your treasure? I know. Okay, I, my treasure right now. I'm, I'm looking at those Lakers. <laughs> I, want, I want the Lakers to win. So that's what my treasure is right now. I know Dwayne agrees with me. He's off, and uh, uh, so that's what I'm. <laughs> that's my treasure for today. <laughs> Don't want to promote anything. My treasure any for like... <laughs> today. My treasure for today is that the Knicks win sometime in my lifetime before I die. The Knicks last one in 1973, which was a few years before I was born. I think it's beautiful that both the Knicks and Rangers got to make it to the playoffs for the, together for the first time since 1997, and that they finally were playoff games at the Garden. And now with the renovations to the Garden happening this summer, it's going to be like an all-new building. Like, they're getting a new wow. arena and it's essentially, it's going to take two years, two summers off. Mm-hmm. Like, the New York Liberty are going to be playing in Jersey during it since the Garden is going to be closed for the entire summer for two straight years. But essentially, you're building a new Madison Square Garden. Wow. It's kind of like what they did in Soldier Field in Chicago. Uh, oh, it's going to be right next to it? No. Yeah, they're moving Madison Square Garden to Chicago. No, it's... It's like what in, in Chicago they basically they kept the outside walls of Soldier Field and they got rid of everything inside. That's what they're doing with Madison Square Garden. On the outside, okay. it's going to look the same, but inside it's going to be completely different. The concourses are going to like have windows facing the city, and looking forward to some Knicks and Rangers championships and many concerts and a lot of music coming there in the years wow. to come. <laughs> I can't wait for them to do that, too. I would love that to happen. And, by the way, I was very sad that the Knicks uh, lost at those games. They were hurt. So, next year, don't worry, Ian. Those Knicks will be doing it. The Knickerbockers will be back. If those, For those who don't know the secret name of the Knicks, um, they will, <laughs> the Knickerbockers will be back. <laughs> All right. Everyone, we thank you very much for listening today about the relationships between parents and children and their music and what our guests have as their visions for the future. And we're looking forward to hearing from you again next week. Yes. So thank, thank you, Jay. Right on. And I'm signing, signing off from California, you guys. I'll see you next I'm week. I'm signing off from New York. <laughs> we'll see you next week sometime on Parents, Kids, Music. I don't know.